Blog Talk Radio. I want to ask you a question, and that is, what is in your life's blueprint? This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide now at this age may well determine which way your life shall go, 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 go. Over 24 million people that are going to lose health insurance. You can't continue to play with people's emotions like this, okay? Politics may be a game to you because you're in Washington, but it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. Again, I refer back to a civilized society where no one, not even the President of the United States, is above the law. However, Trump has a blatant disregard for the law, and he only likes it when he stands to benefit from it. How selfish, selfish, selfish. You're now listening to the provocation. You're now listening to the provocation. Real people, real conversation. Real people, real conversation. You ready? You ready? Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Time to break it down. We back here once again. Let me clear my throat. Get ready for the conversation. Hope everybody's enjoying their day, enjoying their Tuesday. Yeah, we ain't even over hump day yet. I know. I know it felt like it's already been a long week. For me, it has. But that's cool because right now you can just kick back and listen to the provocation, real people, real conversations. My name is Ron. I'm one half of the dynamic duo. And as always, I got my boy with me. And I'm Ronald L. Felton, the father and son tag team. The views on this podcast are clearly the views of my son and myself and not of any organization that either of us may be affiliated with. With that being said, we welcome you to Episode 80 and Season 3 of The Provocation. Yes, indeed. Like we always say about this time, if you listen to live, we appreciate the love. If you listen to the archive, we appreciate that, too. Today is Tuesday, September 19th, 2019. Once again, I hope everybody enjoyed their day. Um, if it's been a long work day for you, I feel your pain, man. Just kick back, relax. Hopefully you ate already. If not, get you something to eat. Get you something to drink. Just sit back and listen. That's all you got to do. Mm-hmm. Hope everybody's coming down from their Valentine's Day high. I had a good time celebrating mine this weekend, you know. Got a got a nice little gift, and uh, went out to eat at the steakhouse. I was telling you about the other day. It was pretty good, man. Mm-hmm. It was pretty mm. good. You know, like I told you, I did, it was something I did. You know, that I was a little upset about. We talked about that. I ain't gonna put the the place on blast, but I'm gonna say this: if you advertise something. Please go through with it. Or let people know if they call in advance that you're no longer doing it. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's the courteous thing to do. Absolutely. You know, I hope everybody enjoyed their Valentine's Day. Uh, I guess to all those who out there who didn't have a Valentine's, 
Happy belated Valentine's Day. Love yourself. I'll tell you what I do. As long as you love yourself, you'll be all right. Mm-hmm. You know? Because if you don't love yourself, how can you expect somebody else to love you? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a saying that your mother has uh, repeated many times. Indeed. Got to love yourself, man. Nobody mm-hmm. knows you better than you know yourself. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel. I think that's one thing that we uh, we struggle with. And, you know, um, it's something I struggle with, too. I was kind of like finding what your purpose is or, or who you are in life, you know? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes uh, we just kind of just live for what happens the next day or every day. But um, is it really helping us work towards our purpose, what we're doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes you got to sit down, just take a breath, like slow down a little bit and realize, you know, what is my purpose in life? What am I here to do? What was I put on earth to do? Am I just mm-hmm. here just to live and go to work for somebody every day? Or am I on earth to change people's lives? Or, or am I here to make things better? These are questions I ask myself all the time, man. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm just talking. being quite philosophical. You know, sometimes I get like that, man. You know, <laughs> you know, I feel like that sometimes. I'm, a, you know, I'm a thinker, so I think a lot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but a lot going on in the world. Pretty sure we'll get to all of it. Not too much going on down here, man. The weather's, you know, it's been up and down. Um, but it's been cold the last couple of days in, in Virginia. Uh, we're supposed to rain down here for probably the next five days. So, wow, you know. Really uh, ain't looking forward to any good weather. I'm almost ready for the spring now, man. I'm ready to um, start getting outside with the kids. I know soccer's going to start around that time. Get some things done around the house and the yard. You know, I got plans. I'm ready for some warm weather. But like I said, ain't much going on down here, man. What's going on on your side? Well, nothing much. Just taking it easy. Um... Like I said, went to dialysis earlier today, came home, had gotten something to eat, took a nap, and I'm getting ready for the show and all that kind of stuff there. Temperatures is kind of, kind of, and I think it was in the low 20s today. Uh, but other than that, you know, everything is cool. You know, just, uh, just getting by, man. That's all we're trying to do. And uh, talking about, you know, looking at stuff and becoming frustrated, getting annoyed, mm-hmm. getting angry, mm-hmm. getting upset, mm-hmm. and wondering why other right. people do not feel my outrage. That's yeah, not about right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but it is what it is now, man. I'm just, I'm just trying to make it through these these next couple of years, and then hopefully we can start turning some things around. Because I don't know if I can make it through another four, man. Mm. I don't know. I think I think if, if 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 another four is lined up, I might become a Canadian, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I'm you know, I, yeah. I, I never thought I would say anything like that, but I, I'm just I, again. I, I keep repeating. Is it just myself feeling the outrage? And the blatant uh, 
it's like if, if I lie in front of you, then I have nothing to hide. So I'm not doing anything, you know, uh, conspicuous or anything like that. But if I guess if I keep it the shield over it and do it behind the scenes, then it's more nefarious. Uh, but when I do it out in the open, or or have we become, which is what I fear, have we become so accustomed? To like just take the day for an example. There's like must be like four or five competing stories today. Breaking uh-huh. news, breaking news, breaking news. And are people so wrapped up in their day to day lives that they can't afford to be focused on this stuff? And then I do believe though, I strongly believe that people can be inundated with too much. You you have what they call an overload. I believe that's very yeah. possible. And people then, when you get that overload, you start to tune out. Yeah. And, and I just, I'm hoping that people don't get tuned out. Um, I don't know, man. I think people are starting to tune out, man. I think um, you get tired of seeing the same thing every single day. Uh, it's always some new story breaking. Um, it's like, what did the president do now? Just over it at this point, man. You know, I think that there was a time not too long ago where we looked towards the presidency for inspiration. Like, I think people were actually looking forward to, like, presidential addresses or a state of the union. And now it's like... I don't want to sit here and listen to that. You know, where, where, if I could sit there and basically question about 90% of what you're saying with some real facts, why would I sit there and listen just to lies the whole time? Mm-hmm. Or, to, or, to, or to see you be ignorant or, you know, call people names and stuff like that. Who wants to deal with that? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking at the board, man, looks like we got a caller, man. Oh, we do, huh? Long time. <laughs> wow. Been a long time. I'm going to bring them on. You listen to the provocation of real people, real conversations. Please state your name and location. Yes. Good evening, brother. My name is Mike Horn from Minnesota. Hey, Mike, how you doing, man? Doing all right. How about yourself? Hello, Pretty Mike. Good. How you Appreciate doing? You. Hey, man, uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, man, appreciate you calling into the provocation, man. What's, what's on your mind? Yeah, I was just going to talk a little bit about the last point you brought up when it comes to the president. And uh, yeah. I'm just wondering if you've kind of noticed this, that whenever there's a Republican president, the media conducts itself in a certain way. And what I mean by that is what we're seeing now with Trump isn't unique to Trump. This is the exact same way the media was when Bush was president. But when Clinton and Obama are presidents, they're very different, right? Like when Obama was president, we didn't see Obama in the news every night. The media didn't talk about him every single day or examine his every little move and what he did today and what he said today and where did he go and all this stuff. And it's because what people don't acknowledge is that the majority of the media is liberal, and so they're mm-hmm. playing political games. They want to attack whenever a Republican's president, and when a Democrat's president, they're in defense mode or they don't care. 
So people mm. got to acknowledge that as well. You can't just ignore that aspect of it. Um, I guess my question would be is when you look at the things that occurred during this presidency and the things that occurred, let's say, during the Bush presidency as well, um, is it not that they bring the controversy onto themselves? Like with the Bush presidency, for instance, when they said that there were weapons of mass destruction, but there really wasn't, that's a story. And I would think after something like that, the media will start to pay more attention to that administration. You look at the situation going on, on right now with Trump and Russia, that's a story. And I feel like when you have something that big lurking in the background, the media is going to start paying attention um, more often to what the administration is doing. I think the, pub, the public wants to be informed when they hear about these certain things that are going on, which causes the media to start paying more attention. I so mean, that's my own personal thing. Your phone is breaking up. I'm sorry. Run that back. No, I was saying that. So you're not going to acknowledge that the media is biased to the left, that they support the Democrat Party above the Republicans? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily buy right. into that. Yeah. I think that... Let me make it easy for you. When I say yeah. Fox News, what do you think of what a Fox News? Uh, when I think of Fox News, I think that's a, a basically a Republican news station. Exactly. Yeah. So, excuse your logic. Now, because you're liberal yourself and your political views, you can tell mm-hmm. when you tune into something that when it's biased, something that's in opposition to your ideology. That's why it's very easy for you to acknowledge Fox News is biased to the right, and I agree with you, they are. What I'm trying to mm-hmm. tell you is... The exact same thing is true about MSNBC, CNN, ABC News, CBS News, the New York Times, the Washington Post. I can go down the list. And for them, it's the opposite. They're biased to the left. That's why Fox yeah. News stands out. Because think about it. Fox News stands out to everyone. Well, I choose, yeah, I choose to think that... Um, where you have and Fox News wouldn't stand out. Well, it stands out because, I mean, from what I gather, when I listen to Fox News, okay, if here's what here, here's what I would appreciate, regardless of the station, if you had a balanced, if you had a balanced conversation with opposing views, that I could respect more. But when the station, and then also with MSNBC, they do offer, they do invite Republicans on to give their side of the story and so forth. And what I see with Fox News, basically, it's a propaganda arm. Matter of fact, when you're, uh, when you go out to eat, especially in the area that I'm in, you got Fox News. If you go to uh, a dental office, a medical office. What do you get? Basically, Fox News. So I appreciate the old-time uh, news reporters like the Walter Conkright, the David Susskind, uh people like that. <laughs> because which, they're liberal, that's why, right? Well, I don't say that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe that. I mean, oh, you on. have Walter a right Cronkite? to your opinion. Walter Cronkite you have a right to your opinion. Left. It's not an opinion. I don't buy into that. I don't buy into that. called himself a radical leftist. He called himself that. 
So let me let me ask you this. Like, all, for like, Fox I News, right? question. Why, why is Fox News number one in the ratings basically for the last 10 years? It's because they have the entire conservative market to themselves. While the other networks, yeah. they have to split up the liberal market. Because if you're liberal, you can watch MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS. All of those are networks that they basically are designed to for liberals. The only network that conservatives have is Fox. That's why Fox is number one in the ratings because they have the whole market by themselves. That's the only reason Fox even and news even exists because the guy who started it realized that there was no news network for people on the right, and he, did, and he realized if I make one designed for people on the right, I'll have a larger market share than the other networks do, and it worked perfectly. So I'm not saying Fox News is right. What I'm saying is liberals in this country refuse to acknowledge that there's a tremendous bias in the news. I mean, Harvard did a study on this last summer where they showed that the news coverage is 90% biased to the left, especially during the 2016 campaign. This is an easily demonstrable fact. But liberals don't want to acknowledge it because liberals don't like it. For whatever reason, they get defensive whenever well, you point out first of all, the fact that you tell first of all, control the media I don't like to be tagged. The entire education I, don't, I don't like to be tagged as a liberal. I don't think I'm a, 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 a full liberal, no more than I think okay. I'm a full, what are you, a, a full conservative. But I have views that are somewhat, some of my views may be conservative, maybe more of my views tend to be liberal, but I'm not all of any one ideology. Have you, have you ever voted for a Republican in your entire life? Yes, I have. I voted for a Republican okay. in New Jersey. Matter of fact, I voted for Tom oh, come Kennedy. On. No, no, hold on, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about in New Jersey. Republicans in New Jersey are moderate Democrats. I'm talking about on a national election, like for president. For president, no, I have because yeah. I never. I, to be honest, to be honest with you, I have not found a president in my in my lifetime that basically whose views pretty much align with mine. Okay, so you you consider yourself to be like an independent then? Yeah, that's, that's well, what I would, I, would, I would argue that probably I would argue that probably most people are independent. Because I'm gonna sit here now. I may not agree with everything that happens on Fox News, but I don't live my life just as a liberal or as a Democrat. I have conservative views as well. Like I don't believe in abortion, but at the same okay. time, I can accept the fact that a per, a woman has a right to do what she wants to do with her body. Who am I to tell her what, what about, I do? What about late-term abortions, like they just passed in New now, York and in Virginia? I don't agree with that. I feel like that's, that's taking it a little too far. You know, but at the same time, it's not my body. So who am I to tell somebody what to do with it? So I, I, I think most people will fall into an independent. The thing about Fox News to me, and I agree with – I like two people on Fox News. I like – what's his name? Shep Stewart and Chris Wallace, I think. Those two I can get with because <laughs> both of them happen to be Democrats, by the way. I don't know if you just a side note for you. Well, that's that's fine, but they they approach people with facts and they actually try to determine, you know, you know what what the truth is. I think with facts, it's always about I'm just going to throw my blind support behind Trump just because he's a so-called Republican, no matter what he does. Right. But I mean, you just you just proved my point about Fox and the fact that you just named two hosts on Fox both happen to be liberal themselves, whereas you cannot say the same thing about MSNBC and CNN. You can't point to them and say they have a conservative host on any of their platforms. CNN used to well, about 10, 15 years ago, and CNN used to be the most objective news source. 
But over the last 10 years, CNN has gone completely to the left, and they got rid of every conservative post they used to have. And so that's my point is that based on your media source, it's going gonna, it's gonna to determine how you view Because when you say you're tired of all the news about Trump, well, that's, that's done on purpose because the liberal media is trying to get you to feel that way by constantly but, posting but Trump negative stories about the but president. Trump, but Trump, but Trump generates yeah. that news himself. Is because right. of oh right, tweet. like 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 the Russian he does generate thing, like let me which has finish. already been finish. shown now. Like Obama, Obama, you never heard Obama. Uh, Obama would come out maybe with something might come out once, every once in a while. But Trump, he's constantly tweeting, which is which is detrimental to his own case. No, it's not. If if you have a media that's constantly trying to produce a negative narrative about yourself, the only way that Trump can again, get his side out is by tweeting. Because if you take away Trump's no. tweets, now you're allowing no. his political opponent, which is the liberal media, to speak on his behalf. Now, let's no. talk about Obama. Obama's the one guy, I've never seen a president be covered by the media more than Obama in my entire life. This guy oh, used man. the IRS, he used the IRS to target political opponents And he did it flagrantly And the fact that most people don't even acknowledge that And act like it didn't happen Or they don't talk about the fact that he used the DOJ To not only exonerate Hillary Clinton But then use it to then turn around And target a political opponent During during an actual presidential campaign And he had the FBI go in And they were wiretapping The the president-elect at the time, Trump What have you ever seen I'm uh, telling you right now, if you, Trump had done uh, half of those things, the oh, media he's done more than those things. He's about. done more. He's done more. No, he hasn't. Na- yes, name he one has. thing. What? Yes, name, name one. Well, huh? I just want to say, so in, in your honest opinion, okay, because you seem to obviously you are you, you consider yourself a Trump supporter. Am I am I mistaken in saying that? Yes, no, no I voted for him absolutely. Okay. So you feel like the country's in a, a more positive place with Trump as president? Well, I just want to say, first and foremost, I had voted for Obama, by the way. So I'm not, okay. I'm not a Republican or hardline. I'm an independent myself. But when it comes right. to the difference between Trump and why I think he's positive is his policy ideas are more beneficial for the country. And the two things that mm-hmm. got me to support him, because in the beginning I didn't like him at all. I was completely against him. The one thing that, that got me on Trump's side is that old saying, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And what mm-hmm. I noticed that the groups that were aligning against him, specifically the special interests and lobbyists, the same people that had corrupted our entire political system and have bought out most of the Republicans and Democrats, these same people were uniting and then have formed a united front against Trump. And there's two policy platforms that he advocated to, for that showed me that he wasn't bought out. One of them being his position on trade, which is a lot of people in America, for whatever reason, don't acknowledge. Number two, his position on the southern border. Because the reason is the majority of our politicians, whether it be Republican or Democrat, are paid off by people that benefit from the current trade situation we have and from the current situation with the illegal immigration. They benefit from it. And so they buy off politicians to not change those things because it allows them to benefit. The trade policy is a perfect example. The current trade deals we have now take away all the leverage that American workers used to have. If you go back to the 50s and 60s, American workers used to be able to collect a bargain and go on strikes and form unions 
and gain leverage, which they use to negotiate for higher wages, better benefits, more time off, improved work safety, lesser hours, all those things. But once these new trade deals came into place, which allowed companies to go overseas and allow to do things overseas at a cheaper rate and then bring those products back in at an almost low tax, very low tax, it changed the entire, the whole battlefield. American workers lost all the leverage they once had, and now all the leverages with the so-called employer class or the business class because now they have a new base of labor that can really do the same job for like 10% of the price, and they can bring those goods in tax-free. Second point, with illegal immigration. If you go back and look at what happened with the Farm Workers Union in Southern California led by Cesar Chavez, at that time the farm workers were trying to unionize to get better pay and better benefits for people who worked in farms all over Southern California. And they took it upon themselves to go and patrol the southern border to keep illegal immigrants from entering California because the farm owners were trying to hire illegal immigrants to do the same jobs that the farm workers unions were trying to strike and get better, better pay for. But the illegal immigrants were willing to come in and do the same jobs for 25% of the, of the pay that the farm workers union was trying to get. So they were, they were patrolling it themselves. And people in America are so ignorant to this history, they don't even realize that they're advocating for things that are against their own best interests. And here comes Trump, who's not beholden, like all these other politicians are, because he didn't, he didn't come up in this political system like the next one did. And he calls out these two things, wants to fix them. And instead of the American people realizing, wow, these are two things that could help us, no, we're going to attack and we're going to buy into the corporate media's lies about this guy and we're going to demonize them and go against our own interests. That, to me, I can't no, I can't say that they demonize. I feel like, he, I mean, he's dug his own, he dug his own hole, man. We just, the thing is, people just don't trust him. That's as simple as that. Everything you said about the whole trade agreement and the southern border, I, I believe that everybody knows that we, we need to make some changes when it comes to those two things. I just don't feel like people believe that Trump is the person to do it. At the end of the day, they don't trust him because at they feel like he may fix those things, but he's fixing those things for his own personal gain. Give me one second. Give me one second. Give me one second. Give me one second. We got one, one, another person calling. He's calling a provocation, real people, real conversations. Please state your name and location. Hi, my name's Tim. I'm from New York. Hey, what's up, man? So, I was basically just listening in. Uh, Good show, it's good talk. But I do believe, actually, I kind of disagree with you that people um, genuinely believe that Trump wants to build the wall for the greater good of America. That's their principal name. Uh, I feel like it's slowly uh, but surely more people are, um, I guess, coming uh, to accept them. You know, it's taking. A lot of time, but uh, I think little by little, uh, more and more people are uh, becoming less and less people, if you would like to call it that. Uh, you know, uh, there's a, a lot of misinformation out there, but I feel like more and more actual, accurate information is coming out. People are uh, not just so blinded by uh, left and right uh, party. Affiliation, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that 
based upon what has happened, especially with this last election, it's I think people have been enlightened and are starting to pay more attention to what's going on. Um, personally, I feel like a lot of us who thought we can sit back and that the people who do actually vote would just do the right thing, we see now that we all need to participate if we want to have our country going in the direction that we want it to go. Now, like I said, I'm a person who doesn't agree with Trump. Um, I feel like he digs his hole, his own hole every day. I don't like how he presents himself as a president. Now, there are policies that need some fixing. I agree with that. I just personally don't feel like he's the person to do it. Um, I feel like our place in the world right now is is in danger based upon this particular administration. There's no reason you can't go about doing these things without maintaining the relationships you've built over decades. I just don't understand. Uh, I I hear you, and I agree. I'm actually a, a registered Democrat, but yeah. I actually ended up voting for Trump. <laughs> yeah. He may not be the person that we need to get this type of stuff done or the, the change that we need. He may not be that guy. But what I will say is because he came in and it's not your average uh, career politician, maybe he'd open that door for other people who aren't career politicians to have personal mm-hmm. things they'd like to gain by being president. Maybe maybe that'll be more of a, I guess, for the next person, uh, easier because, uh, you know, we, we, we voted in Trump. He's not our normal. Maybe we could do that again for, but for somebody who's even better, you know. But, so just, I think it's little steps, baby steps, and whether it's the right or the wrong thing that Trump's our president right now, he is our president. So I, I really feel like everybody needs to just, come together whether you agree or disagree because there's always a losing side. You know, it's either going to be a a Republican president or a Democrat and always somebody lost. So we just need to come together and try to work together for the better of America. But how can can people come together when when you run a campaign based on dividing people? Yeah. Uh, that's that's uh, that'll be my main question. I feel like maybe ultimately in the long run this ends up being a good thing. Maybe we kinda see that as as individual Americans we need to be more involved when it comes to electing people um who have our best interests in mind. So in the long run it may be a good thing. I just felt like this was instead of taking baby steps, this was like a leap in the wrong direction, and now we got to fight to get back to, to the direction we should be going to. Um, the, the, I don't like the division in the country right now. I feel like at this point, people who you've known for years, who you thought you were friends with, all of a sudden you can't stand to be around each other anymore just because of the things that have come out of this, this one man's mouth. It's crazy. I agree with you. I, I, I experienced that myself. Friends and can't have certain conversations because it starts fights with and I I said it. <laughs> I actually put the statement to one of my friends. I was like, Who are you? I have no idea who you are, you know, because of yeah. uh, political yeah. views, but it's crazy how uh, it's crazy how times are where they are and the state that we're in and there's just so much divide and I've 
just wish that everybody could try to work together and, you know, put aside their personal, you know, discrepancies and just try to get things done without, like, the, the just senseless fighting and, oh, we're not going to work, we're not going to allow anything to pass because we don't want this or that. You know, everybody just needs to work together and try to make America better. And, and in four years or two more years, you know, vote for everybody will have their chance to, you know, vote for somebody else. So I can't argue with that, man. I think, um, I think part of my frustration is not only with the man who's the president, but also the fact that we can't get anything done um, when it comes to our government because it's a constant either I just want to go at you because you're a Democrat or I just want to hate you because you're a Republican and we're not going to work together because it'll look bad for my base. And that's, it's just stupid. It's stupid. And we got to be better than that. We got to be better than that. Well, I appreciate you oh, my and listening to what I Hey, man. Hey, feel free to call back anytime you want, man. We appreciate you calling in as well, okay? All right, thank you. Have a good day. Uh, you thank enjoy you. Your night, man. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's crazy. I think Mike is still on. Let me see if I can get him back on here. Mike, you still there? Hello, hello? Pops, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Oh, oh can you hear me now? Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, we go. hear you. We got you. Okay. So, I don't know, man. I guess I really I have a hard time believing. Okay. Now I understand that there are things that we need to change in this country. I don't know. I don't. I don't sit here and try to know everything, but I'm not stupid. I know not to just trust what any politician is saying. I know that our government has done some shady things over the years. I get it. Um, but the one thing I, I kind of felt we all agreed on is, is how we want to be, how we wanted to be presented um, as a nation. And when we select the president, we feel like this president will conduct himself how, how we want to be presented to the world. And I, I just have a hard time believing that this is what people want. That, Wait, this, like, this, well, this, what, what way has Trump negatively presented himself since he's been president? Like, give me an example. Okay, so let, let's just, I'll use one, one incident, for instance, right? Remember what happened in Charlottesville, right? Okay? Yep. Um, that was a terrible event. For me to look at that and be like, you know what? Those people who are walking around saying the Jews won't replace us, or even the person who ran that girl over for no reason and killed her, um, there, there was a good people on those sides, on that side, as well as the ones who were protesting for equality, unity, and to stop the division in the country. I can't sit there and make a statement that there are good people on both sides when it's just hate coming from one side. And for our president to sit up there and just be like, yeah, you know, it's nothing. There, there, was, there, was, there was drama going on on both sides. Those people who were protesting for unity were doing just as much damage as the ones who were, who were sitting there preaching the hate. I didn't see that. Okay, well, let's deal like with what actually happened because a lot of people, a lot of people, don't remember the exact details of what happened in Charlottesville. There were two different events. One event was there was what you would call peaceful protests by people who one side wanted to keep the Confederate statues up, 
one side wanted to take it down. That was one of them. That's the event he's referring to about good people on both sides. Then there was a separate event where you had white supremacists and neo-Nazis and KKK people on one side, and you had Antifa on the other side, and they violently attacked each other where they had weapons and clubs and bats, and they were just beating each other senselessly. I mean, this is all video. You can see this. So when he referred to that event, that was a separate issue. But what people, for whatever reason, they combine it as if the two events were exactly the same. There were two different but things that happened. why did he clarify? Why didn't he clarify? He did right. clarify because he gave a statement. If you remember, that event happened the previous week, I believe on a Thursday or a Friday. He gave a statement on Friday night, another public statement on Saturday, denouncing all the neo-Nazis and the KKK members. He gave another statement Monday, and then there was the press conference that was that Monday afternoon where he addressed everything that had happened there. And the point he was trying to bring up was why were people excusing the behavior of Antifa, which showed up with clubs and bats and weapons, and it was basically a mob violent scene that took place there. And okay, so, so people don't that. want to talk about the facts because it doesn't go uh, against your narrative. The narrative you want is no, you want to say that Trump no, no, is no, a no, neo Nazi. No, 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 it's not my narrative. No, no, no. We just saw it this week. I remember no, Judge Schwartz. No, no, no. Okay, we're going to get to what, what, Okay, then what was the issue? Another example. Why did Trump decide to intervene in the Colin Kaepernick issue when Colin Kaepernick was plainly protesting the violence against unarmed blacks? When involved with police situations Because a lot of people in America Feel like he was disrespecting the country As a whole is what it's consulted. He had consulted right. With a Green Beret Who told him The best thing that you could do Is take a knee Because that's what a lot of them do And so forth So, But, but Trump came out And said And he could have what, what made it bad for me, when Trump yeah. came out and called the NFL players basically sons of bitches. Right, because he was reflecting the mentality of a lot of people in America who viewed that protest as nothing short of blatant disrespect for the country. Because but, they have see, those people, for example, those people well, hold on, let's, let's people, deal with it. Let's remember, we, you can't listen, ignore the things that Kaepernick people, said. Those people who express that kind of anger... I mean, what patriotism have they actually shown? What service okay, well, let's, have let's, they well, actually Okay, well, hold on. Let's, let's address what Kaepernick said. It's not like Kaepernick only took a knee. Kaepernick gave a lot of interviews, and he, he, and gave he expressed interviews, a lot of yeah. his views in detail. So let's, let's talk about what Kaepernick said. He said part of the reason why he, he took a knee is he said he refused to stand for a country that allows for police brutality and that is an unjust nation. Now, I just want to say something right off the top here. Police shootings are as common as people getting struck by lightning. They're not an epidemic, and it's not a reflection mm-hmm. of this country. That does not America happens to be a country that, that doesn't justify. My, that well, doesn't justify. Despite this country, bad things that have happened. No, but you, on, you but you Mike, can't you can't Mike. throw a blanket statement no, and indict the entire no, country. No, hold just on, because hold on, hold on, hold on, you're saying. There's, it's not an epidemic. That doesn't justify it. That doesn't give them a license. Nobody's justifying it. But Colin Kaepernick is trying to say that the whole country right. is based in that. 
That's what no, you the whole question, country is. Right. Pop, pop, pop. Then, got it, then got why, it. Then why did Kaepernick say that I refuse to stand for a country Mike. that does these things? Mike. The country didn't do it. Question, it was a couple bad cops that did it. Mike, let me ask you a question, man. And this, I mean, you don't have to say it if you don't want to. Are you, are you African-American? I'm African. Excuse me? I couldn't hear you. Mike. I don't know if Mike's phone went out or what. Mm, I don't know either. All right, well, I'm going to put him on mute for now. See, his, yeah, his phone went out. See, that's my thing, man. I understand that there are two sides to every story, right? I'm not mm-hmm. saying people, everybody got to agree with the way I feel. I ain't saying that. But at the end of the day, this is a black man saying how he felt about America. And I feel like unless you're a black man that's been through some things in this country, you can't tell me how I'm supposed to feel about this country. You can't tell me that. You don't know what I've been through or, what's, or what I've seen happen to my people over and over and over again. And then people go about life like it's just another story, like it was just supposed to happen that way. I don't get that. And, I'm, and I never will. I can't sit there and say it's a, it was cool for a man to be shot right in front of his wife with his daughter in the back seat after he was told to get his information by the police officer. I can't say that's cool in my book. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to believe that they out here really train the cops to shoot first and then ask questions later. I don't get it. I watched a mm-hmm. video the other day where there was a known rapper. I don't know what city he was in. He fell asleep in the parking lot at Taco Bell. Right? Yeah. The police yeah, right, people at Taco story. Bell called it. They called the cops. Mm-hmm. He's sleeping in the car. They, uh, supposedly they recognize he has a gun on his lap, right? Yes. You got all these cop cars behind him, all these police surrounding him, trying to wake him up. I guess he jumps out of his sleep. They get scared and just start letting off shots in the car. Right. So. I can understand how somebody who looks like me would have that view of this country. They're tired of seeing the same things happen over and over again without any consequences to these people. How many cops can walk away with, with no jail time and paid leave? How many times has this happened? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will never understand that. I think Mike is back on. Let me see if I can get it back on. Mike, you there? Yeah, sorry about that. I was driving and I lost my signal. I called this drop. No, you're good to go. Well, what I'm saying is this. And I don't know if you've heard me talking about it. Um, and I'm asking you, are you African-American? No, I'm, I'm African. You're African. Okay. So have you have you been in, in the U.S. your whole life, or how long have you been in the United States? Yeah, I've been here basically since I was two. My family came here in the okay. late 80s. So you're familiar with the history and stuff that's been happening with, with African Americans in the United States? Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I, I, learned, so, I learned a great detail about that. But what I'm saying is that there's parts of it that people ignore. 
and instead of just going back in issue and saying, oh, the entire country of America was for the subjugation and oppression of black people, that's simply not true. There were two major political parties, and two of them had completely opposite views of slavery, of civil rights, of reparations, and people ignore that, and I know why it's ignored. It's the same reason I didn't understand it until I got got out of college, when I learned how our history is being taught to us by the very people whose side perpetrated the evil. If you go back to the 1800s, you can look at the voter rolls. The Democrat Party voted nearly 100% for slavery and to keep it in place, while the Republicans voted nearly 100% to end it and to free the slaves. And you can go look this up. There has never been a Republican that ever owned a slave in the history of this country. The one exception they could find was Ulysses S. Grant, who inherited a slave when his mother-in-law passed away. But what we found out was at the time that happened, he was a Democrat. He didn't become a Republican until after the Civil War. Now, policy-wise, let's look at what happened after the Civil War. The Republican Party passed the Civil Rights Act and the Enforcement Acts of 1872 and 1875, which gave black people full civil rights and the right to arm and defend themselves. Prior to that, they had also passed legislation to actually give the slaves reparations from the very people that they, the plantations that they used to work at. Now, those three things got canceled by, guess who, the Democrats. By the time we got to 1892, when Grover Cleveland became president, and the Democrats took over the House and Senate, and you had a massive you know, surge in Democrats in the South, that's when both the Enforcement Act and the Civil Rights Act were repealed. The Southern Dixiecrats rejected and took away the claim to the reparations. And then on top of that, that's when the Jim Crow laws and the Black Codes were instituted by the Democrats. And that's when the KKK started as the terrorist arm of the Democrat Party, to punish all of their political opponents, whether they be okay, black, but, whether they be Republican. Now, when did, when did, when did, when did, like you said, the Southern Dixiecrats, when did they move over to the Republican Party? That's a great point. I used to believe in the great they, Southern switch or the changeover, but then they, I looked at the actual name of the name. The Republican Party. Well, hold on. Let me, let me answer the question. Okay, now let ahead. me answer the question. Go ahead, so, go ahead. All, all of the Southern Democrats, both in the Senate and, the, and in the Congress, 97% of them stayed Democrats till the day they died. The only mm-hmm. prominent one that you can point to is Strom Thurmond, who switched over. Other than that, all okay. the Democrat senators, all the Democrat congressmen in the South have remained Democrat. They never switched over. But, now, okay, when it comes to the issue this. of policy, well, hold on, let's look at the policies, too, because you can look at okay, the ideology of the Republican Party – in the let 1800s, and it's identical to the something. one today. Right, let oh, me just say oh, something. My. Okay, so let me just say this. Okay, now, when Franklin Delano Roosevelt came in with the New Deal, that's when a lot of the, the Southern Dixocrats went over to the uh, Republican Party. Now, you said there's only one. No, that's not but true. let me just say this. Let me just say FDR this. FDR was a Democrat. Let me just say this. Hold on, let me hold just on say now. this. How is it? Okay. Blacks were mostly associated with the Republican Party. Exactly. Why did the Republican Party allow blacks to leave in such large numbers? Why didn't they fight to hold on to the blacks? 
That's easy. Yeah, well, you, you actually answered the question yourself. It had everything to do with FDR's New Deal. That's when okay. the largest switchover of black voters going from Republican to Democrat. Remember, FDR right. was a Democrat. Right. And at the time, listen, hold on. At the Democratic National Convention, when FDR was first nominated to be the Democratic nominee for president, the DNC did not allow for any black person to be at the convention. They told black people couldn't come in. And during the campaign, FDR regularly would talk about blacks, Hispanics, and Jews not voting for him. He used to he confidently brag about that. In fact, it was known that he appointed several KKK members to the Supreme Court, like Hugo Black, who was on record saying that he was part of the KKK and that FDR knew he was part of the KKK when he appointed him, and that he was on record saying that there were several people within FDR's administration that were known members of the KKK and that FDR was sympathetic towards them. That's ignored. But Second part. If, if, he, if made a, he made a caveat, Party, and he said let me ask you if this black question. people voted for him, that was, he was going to allow them oh. to get the benefits of the New Deal. When he made that stipulation, that's when oh. black people switched in large numbers because of the economic benefits of the New Deal. But if you, if you go back and read the writings of black journalists at that time, many of them did it reluctantly, mourning the fact that they had to join allegiance but, but, to the very but, but, party that was for Mike, lynching Mike, and for killing this, and for enslavement of their own Mike, people. Mike, let me ask you this. Okay, let's just say what you just said is all true. Okay, let's just Everything say Everything is factual. No, you no, show me no, one inaccurate no, statement I no. made. Let's just say what you said is all true. So, okay, a predominant, a predominant number of African Americans were at one time associated with the Republican Party. Now, all of a sudden, the Democratic Party comes in and is able to get the migration of all of these blacks, or a majority of them, over to the Democratic Party. Why did not the Republican Party, which fought for, like you said, fought for the, uh, the end of slavery and some of the most civil rights gains and all that stuff, why didn't they fight hard to hold on to at least, maybe if they didn't hold on to a majority, they would have held on to a significant percentage of the African-American vote. Why did they allow that to happen? Well, it's not about allowing or not allowing people have the right to oh, choose. It, the it, is. They want to it is. It is. What do you mean? It is. So it me, is. Because when you, when I go to, when I, when I, when I come to vote, or when I go when I go to speak to people and I'm looking for them to vote, I'm offering those people something, something that relates to some of the issues that those people are going through. And that's my point. Why didn't the Republican Party, why didn't they fight for to hold on to at least, if not at least, if not a majority, but a significant number? of the African-American vote. Now, if you look today at the Republican Party, how many African-Americans would you say are part, percentage-wise, would you say vote for, uh, say, a Republican president? What's the percentage? Well, I think I think Mike dropped off, man. Okay. I think his phone went out again. But that's cool, though, man. i tell you what this, man. I appreciate the history lesson from both of y'all. But at the end of the day, what's wrong with the Republican Party now? That's that's what I want to know. Okay, well, that's all that whole point. is great. 
Exactly. That you know the, that the uh, majority of African Americans were used to vote Republican. <laughs> blah blah blah. I get it. But at the end of the day, the Republican Party is doing nothing at all to get that vote. Nope. They're allowing this racial overturn to float over their party. And at this point, I really don't think they give a damn, to be honest. I think mm-hmm. they cool with capturing that market. Clear as day by getting behind Trump, in my opinion. Only because, Ron, as we've seen in the Republican primaries, like Mike was saying, you have to run further and further to the right if you want to come out of a Republican primary. And when you run further and further to the right, you're alienating the more moderate Republicans. The moderate Republicans basically do not stand a chance in a Republican primary. Yeah, but you know what? That's their fault. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's, it's one thing exactly. to be like, you know what? I'm not going to, I don't have a chance. But are you just going to give up? Right. No. You got to, sometimes, sometimes you got to let people hear what they don't <laughs> want to hear in order to put them in the right to, to put the, to basically to, to support their best interests, you got to just give them tough love sometimes. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't go there like Trump does and just pander to the crowd. No, sometimes you got to realize, like I know you want this, but this is not who we are as Americans. Okay, we mm-hmm. when we govern, we govern for everybody. Okay, to get on board mm-hmm. with that, that's an American value. That's something you should honor. You should respect your fellow man. You may not agree with the whole immigration thing going on, but a lot of those people don't come here to hurt anybody. They come here for a better life. You can't classify them all as rapists and murderers. Can't do that. And most of those people... Go ahead, Ron. I was going to say, just like the way that, you know, the media... In my opinion, it criminalizes um, black young men. But you know, we're not all like that. Sometimes you got to step out of your comfort zone and give somebody an opportunity to prove themselves to you instead of just writing them off based upon what you saw on TV or what you heard from a friend. Everybody wants to climb into their own little, little bubble and just live there. It's a safe place. That's not how we get anywhere in life, staying in a safe place. You think Bill Gates became a millionaire staying in the same place, being comfortable and safe? No, I think, he took a risk. Yeah. I think we have to look for areas where there's common ground because common ground can create some type of compromise on, on those issues that we somewhat agree on. On those issues that we are rock solid and staying in our lanes and our positions, we got to work on that a lot more. And that comes through the art of persuasion, the art of articulation. And, 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 and that's how you go about, you know, each time you may gain more and more people to, uh, you're able to convince people uh, maybe to your side of view or something to that effect. But the, the most, the most fertile area is the area where we can see that there's some common ground that we can all look at and relate to 
and then work on those things that we share commonality with versus those things where we are completely opposed. Yeah. And I hate to be put in in uh, one category, like I'm all this category, I'm all that category. Right. Like I have to be one or the other. I can't be a mixture of the two. I, that's where I, I have the greatest frustration. I don't like to be yeah, paid. Yeah, because although although there may be, and I see some people on the line, but we're about to close out the show. I just want to thank everybody for calling in and participating today. We really appreciate it. Um, Mike, we may not agree on everything, but you're more than welcome to call back into the show anytime you want, man. I love the conversation. I feel like this we, we start building bridges this way um, to try to find a solution that works for everybody. But at the end of the day, just because we don't agree on everything doesn't mean I classify you as a stone call conservative or a Republican, or you need to classify me as a liberal or a Democrat. I consider myself independent. I, I think how I want to think. I don't have to think how Democrats tell me to think or how Republicans say I should think. Give a damn what they say. You know what mm. I mean? I walk around, I treat people with respect. I get respect in return. There's some things I agree with, some things I don't agree with. That's just life. You never put me in a corner. Doesn't mean you gotta be disrespectful to me or I gotta be disrespectful to you. I don't know, man. Like I said, I just the hardest thing for me to understand is just how we throw support behind somebody who just to me doesn't exhibit what it means to be an American. You know what I mean? Mike Mike I just have a difficult point. There's, there's some things there's some things I ain't mean to cut you off, but there's some things that do need to be fixed. Trade, yes, it they need to be fixed. What's going on at the border, it does need to be fixed. But we don't have to be separating kids from their families. You know what I'm saying? We don't have to be demonizing people. We don't have to be making up lies about caravans coming or a, a, a flood of people rushing the gate at one time or lying about where the drugs mostly come in through. We ain't got to do that to get things done. I believe everybody wants some type of um, immigration reform and we want better protection at the border. But there are smarter ways to do it. You said you want to spend taxpayer money on a long ass wall with the way technology is nowadays? Come on, man. Don't pay for that. Yeah. We were, first of all, we're supposed to be paying for it. Mexico is supposed to pay for it, right? Exactly. I don't know. You got anything quick you want to say before we get out of here, man? Only thing I can say is that when you run your campaign based on division, how can you become a uniter? Right. Right. It's just, it's no effort. Like, when you have to literally be like, hey, hey, look over there. Look, look, look at my African-American over there. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Exactly. That's a perfect example. That's what I'm saying. Like, if we was really friends, you ain't gonna call me an African-American. You call that man by his name. Right. I don't know. That's just my thoughts on it, man. But y'all listen to the provocation, real people, real conversation. I appreciate the participation from everybody today. Um, Mike, I've got the name from New York, but feel free to call back in any time, man. You're more than welcome. We'll be back next Tuesday with another show. And uh, with that said, we out of here, man. All right. <laughs>